0: Hello and welcome to The OatCast, a limited series podcast in which I explore the utterly baffling reality that people voluntarily eat what should be a 15th century insulation material on a regular basis. Now, this week's episode is very special indeed, as I have managed to secure an interview with none other than… well, you know what, I, I will let him introduce himself. Oh, but but first, apparently we have to play an ad. That is a bit earlier than usual for this show, but it says here it's a very big and important client, so we'll be back right after this.
1: Hello, John Doppler from breakfastwheel.com here. Did you eat breakfast this morning, or did you, like millions of others just like you, find the process of deciding what to eat to be so torturous that you ate nothing at all? If so, I've got just the thing for you. The Breakfast Wheel helps you decide what to eat every morning. Head on over to breakfastwheel.com and buy yours today. I'll be waiting for you.
0: And welcome back to the show. I was just about to let our interviewee introduce himself, so here we go.
2: Yes, well, I, as you know, I am Professor Jason uh, I, I, I study, well, I used to study at the University of Geneseo in north upstate New York. It's a small university. It's maybe about a few hundred... People go there annually, and, uh, very small town. Uh, but, uh, and then I sort of became a professor. Just, I kind of followed up my education, and I interned with a professor, and then I became a professor full-time. And that's where I am today, a professor who writes books, uh, and, uh, and does online research on all sorts of food items, but particularly with a special interest in porridges and oats and, and that sort of genre of food. And soups as well. Soups are trending as of late, and so I've dipped my toes into that as well. That's
0: right, folks, I spoke to the legendary author of Oats, A Conspiracy. As you will soon find out, since publishing his thought-provoking and highly controversial book, he has had to go into hiding. But that has not stopped him from spreading the truth about oats and porridge whenever and wherever he can. But first, I've followed up...
1: Right, apparently it's time for another ad break. Back in a bit. Hello! John again. I figured your mind may be a little foggy since you didn't have breakfast this morning, or at best ended up eating something that hasn't been proven to be a suitable breakfast. So in case you forgot, I wanted to remind you about breakfastwheel.com, where we sell the only industry-approved breakfast wheel on the market, featuring all seven approved breakfast dishes. Toast, eggs, cheese, beans, crumpets, Tin tomatoes, and of course, the all-time classic and everyone's favourite, rich vegetable gravy. Available exclusively on breakfastwheel.com.
0: And we're back. So as I was saying, I followed up on his statement about dipping his toes into soups.
2: Uh, very literally. I, I first started with po- oats and Oreo porridges, like I said, but then I went to an Indian restaurant and I, I saw this nice bowl of Lentil uh, yellow lentil soup that someone else uh, on a neighboring table was eating and ordering and I said hold on a second Let me take my shoes off and uh, I walked over to the other table I was on a date mind you and uh, my date was a little bit shocked and kind of weirded out But anyway, I walked over to this table and I said hey I'm gonna dip my toes and (laughs) and then it's just uh, a then the rest is history. (laughs) No pun intended because I'm a historian
0: While I would gladly have spent hours discussing this rather odd methodological approach, our time was limited, so I jumped straight into the flavourless flakes we were here to discuss. Specifically, my own rigorous research on Wikipedia has revealed that 100 grams of oats contain 66.3 grams of carbs, 6.9 grams of fat and 16.9 grams of protein. Those of you who are good at maths may have noticed that that adds up to 90.9 grams. So how dangerous are the remaining 9.1 grams? We'll find out right after this ad break.
1: John here. I can't help but notice that we've not really sold any additional breakfast wheels following the earlier ads. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd very much appreciate it if you pause this radio show right now, just for a minute, and head on over to breakfastwheel.com. If you order now, we'll be able to ship in time for Christmas. What better gift for the man or woman who has everything? Research tells us that 100% of our customers more than double their strength, intellect, and sexual prowess within a week of using the breakfast wheel. Can't argue with science, can you? So get yours now.
0: Welcome back yet again. So, while acknowledging that he's a historian and not a nutritionist, I asked a professor just how dangerous the mysterious and unknown 9.1 grams
2: are. It's not dangerous, but um, you may have to pee quite a bit if you have too much. Oh, yes, you will be peeing two to three times uh, every hour. hmm. Very de- 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 Yes, you know what I mean.
0: Very debilitating indeed. As someone who barely pees 2 to 3 times per week, I can't even imagine what this must do to your psyche. How do these people live? How do they get anything done? Still, we had even more important things to discuss, but oh for the love
1: of tin tomatoes, apparently there's another ad break. Right, me again. Still no sales coming through, and these ads cost a pretty penny. No discount for quantity either, so it's really starting to add up. Three grand per spot I'm paying and with a breakfast wheel only costing 100 euro for the basic model or 500 euro for the premium version with digital displays and a funky tune playing as it spins. Christ, I have to sell a lot of wheels. It really is a marvellous product though, so please, please get yours now over at breakfastwheel.com.
0: Right, as I was saying, we had yet more important things to discuss. Specifically, I asked him how he came to find out about this massive consp- Oh, hang on, hang on. Martha, Martha, this can't be right. This can't be right, Martha. There can't possibly- No, there can't be another ad break here. People won't be able to follow the show for crying out loud. How many of these did you
1: sell? Just a few- Just a few more. What does that mean? Is the whole episode going to be just ads? (sighs) Well, I spent 12 grand on these already, so what's another three, eh? Still not a single order come through, and I'm starting to feel like a bit of a tit, to be honest. Here I am, a simple, honest man with a dream in his heart. All I want is to help the world eat better. But you don't care, do you? No. All you're interested in are your video games and your mobile telephone applications. Well, I, for one, still believe in quality craftsmanship, and things that aren't made out of ones and zeros. You know what? I don't even want you to buy a wheel. Wouldn't sell one to you if you begged me. So pissed off the lot of you.
0: Right. Thank you very much to our sponsor. Well, before there's another bleeding ad break...
1: John here. Not going to talk about breakfast wheels, since clearly you're all too stupid to care about your own health. Even the sexual stamina bit didn't work, which tells me you're all a bunch of limp dick losers. No, I'm not going to talk about the wheel. Did you know that methods of industrial carpet cleaning depend not only on the surface area that you're cleaning, but that the pile density of the carpet itself is of crucial importance. Well, it is. You really have to take the pile density into consideration as it affects not only the machine you should use, but which cleaning products to load it with. Find that more interesting than eating a solid breakfast? I bet you do, you bunch of perverts. Martha, did you seriously, did, no,
0: did you seriously just play another ad while I, while I was talking, mid-sentence, you just rolled an ad? Right, I want everyone to know that Martha, right, I'm back on the, I want everyone to know that Martha responded to my question, which was, did you just play an ad break while I was mid-sentence, by rolling her eyes at me and indicating that I should just keep going. Well, fuck you, Martha. And with that, here's the Professor on how he found out about the conspiracy.
2: Well... I was attending a Zoom call with the Northeast American Historical Society when one of my colleagues colleagues, had kept her audio on, thinking she was on mute. (laughs) Needless to say, she took a call, and she put it on speakerphone, mind you, from her colleague in Bucharest, who then conferenced several of his colleagues in Budapest, uh, Glasgow, Paris, uh, Delhi, Tokyo, Moscow, Kiev, Nairobi, Sydney, uh, and uh, Worcester. And the lady from Nairobi read out loud a letter from her colleague, who's right now on a mission to the International Space Station to study, in isolation, the history of foodstuffs in ancient North Britannia. Okay, whatever that is. And that letter mentioned something about reviving the myth of oats. And I said to myself, hmm, what the heck does that mean? And so I began digging and digging and digging. I dug so much that the gravekeeper, who's my neighbor as well, he tried to sue me. But anyway, I followed all of these people on Instagram, you know, all the people who were on the conference call uh, with my colleague, and I I private messaged messaged them about the oath myth they mentioned. (laughs) Needless to say, they were all very guarded and angry with me.
0: Now, this raises the question, what motivates a bunch of historians to create a buzz around porridge? (laughs)
2: <laughs> they thought that if they generated enough buzz around this special interest topic, such as porridges and oats, that they would revive their history, which is dying. Our our field is dying, I have to admit, because people can just go online on Google and Wikipedia and just search whatever they want to know. They don't need to go to history class or read books that we write. They could just Google it. And so they want to generate more interest so they can get their book sales and, you know, more publications in uh, those pompous historical journals that I never read. They're just full of, you know, elitist elite people. Uh, And, and, you know, more speaking engagements for them that they can make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's why they did it. And I'm just, I'm just really frustrated at my field.
0: Needless to say, the professor's book has not been at all well-received among his fellow food historians. And he's been accused of, oh, for crying out loud, it's, it's time for another ad break. Right? Get it over with, Martha. Just play the damn thing. But I swear to God, if there's another... If there's another ad break, I am going to empty out your jar of Marmite, and I will replace it with Vegemite, and you won't bloody know. Except when you taste it, obviously, because it's awful. Australian nonsense.
1: (sighs) John again. Look, I'm sorry about the previous two ads. I regret them as soon as I sent them in. But it turns out you can't stop an ad once you've sent the file in and paid for it, so I guess they've run them. The truth is I let frustration get the better of me, I've been trying to sell these things for decades, and they're just not taking off the way I know they could if only people gave them a shot. They're an excellent product, and I'm really proud of what I've invented and created. I think it could change a lot of lives. So again, I'm sorry for earlier. Please do go to breakfastwheel.com. I'm sure you're not limp dick perverts. Even if you are, that's okay. In fact, use the promo code LIMPDICK on breakfastwheel.com when placing your order, and I'll give you a 15% discount no matter how many wheels you buy.
0: As I was saying before the 200th ad break, the book was not well received by other food historians, and the professor has been accused of not having sufficient evidence to support his claims. Given the way he's been treated in the media, I wanted to give him the space to defend himself.
2: If if I wasn't telling the truth, if if they were telling the truth, if my, my enemies were telling the truth, why would they be so... So secretive. Why would they run around trying to silence me? That's one piece of evidence that I have. And I've done countless polls on Facebook to see what people truly you know, and anonymous polls, you know, mind you. You gotta give them anonymous so they can't track who you are. And most people just don't like oats. They they they, they, they see oats and they, they don't see that as nutritious. Even nutritionists say that. And so I have so much evidence from them. I've gotten I've gotten cards, you know, birthday cards that say PS uh, Oats are bad from you. I have a nutritionist friend who sent me that. You know, it came out of the nowhere. I, I, I didn't even ask her for that information. She just gave it to me on a birthday card. So, yeah.
0: Now, at this point, I I actually have to admit that I was starting to think that it was time for another ad break. Are you sh- Me
1: again. Sorry for interrupting the show, but after sending in and paying for the last ad, they've told me you're not allowed to swear in these things. Who knew, Right so the promo code I gave you will have been partially beeped. So in case you can't use the code dick, I'll give the same discount if you enter the code tired penis. So you can't use both codes, though. I can't afford to give a 30% discount at this rate. 24,000 euro I've spent on ads now. My wife will kill me.
0: Well, as I'm
1: sure you've all
0: figured out, Martha decided to edit my script as I was reading it. Very kind of her, wasn't it? What I had meant to say was that at this point I was starting to think that perhaps the professor wasn't quite what I'd hoped, and I was growing increasingly suspicious that he may be insane. The fact that the call started with a pre-taped message asking me if I would accept the charges to take a call from a patient at a psychiatric facility should perhaps have been a clue, now that I think about it. So, to get a better idea of his mental health, I asked him if he, too, had been targeted by armed men and or broad-shouldered women armed with guns, and what his experience had been if so. It turns out he had, and the worst part of it, in his words, was...
2: The way they look at me through their little masked eyes, you know, their little peery little eyes, you know.
0: So I'm sorry to say that that pretty much told me what I needed to know. The man was a long-term resident of Cuckoo Crazy Town, and I would wasted a lot of time. To see just how crazy he is, I asked whether he would discourage people from eating porridge.
2: I try to take a neutral stance. As a historian, I try to take a neutral stance. I don't want to tell people what to do or how to think, but I want want them to think for themselves. Look, eat oats if you want to. Don't, you know, get into this big, don't stress yourself out.
0: As I'm sure you would all agree, no self-respecting academic would tell people to do their own research when it comes to something as questionable as porridge or oats. This chap is clearly off his rocker. I wasn't sure at first if I should give him this platform, but in the end, I'm not a sort of journalist who sweeps valuable information under the rug. We now know that this is not the path we should go down if we want to figure out who eats porridge, why and what motivates them. And we'll have to find another angle. And that means that I will go back to talking to you guys, starting next week with an interview with one of our listeners. If you would like to be on the show, send an email to contenttoday at rtl.lu or drop a message on our Facebook page. Unbelievably, there's another ad break, so
1: feel free to tune out for 10 seconds. John Doppler here. You may remember me from earlier in the episode. Well, I've just come off the phone with my accountant as he noticed I'd spent an unusual amount of money in a very short time. Turns out I can't afford to sell the wheels at 100 euros, or 500 for the premium version, as even if I sold every last one of the 4,300 wheels I have in stock, I'd still be in the red. So the wheels now cost 300 euros for the basic package, and uh, 1,000 for the premium wheel. The discount code will still work though, but it's yeah only applied to the old price. So you get 15% of the first 100 euros of a basic wheel, and off 500 for the premium. In effect, that means that you'll get a total discount of 5% off the basic wheel and 7.5% discount on the premium version. Alright I look forward to your orders over at breakfastwheel.com, that's breakfastwheel.com for all your breakfast wheel needs.
0: All right. Now, before we end the show, I've had some feedback from a listener and that listener is called A-N-S. A-N-S. That's not A-N. Is that a name? Martha, Martha is there a letter missing? All right. She's she's moody with me. A-N-S. And, and I mean, how would you pronounce that? There, so there, there must be a letter missing. So it could be it could be a-N-A-S. Could be Anos, Anus. Well, anyway, Anus got in touch to say that I had butchered the pronunciation of Josh Odindyczyk in the first episode, and Anus will no doubt be annoyed to hear that I've done it again. Keep the feedback coming, I really appreciate it. Thanks this week to Josh Odenjishk and Shravan Amin. Some of the music in this episode was provided by Purple Planet and the show was brought to you by RTL Today and Breakfastwheel.com. We'll be back next week and while you wait, I would appreciate if you give us a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you hate the show, I'd appreciate if you ignore that request, but keep listening so the download numbers don't drop. Until next time, I have been and continue to be Martin Johnson. This has been The Oatcast. And, uh, well, goodbye.